Hey everyone, it's Amina and you're listening to P.S. We Got This. Well, I'll be having real conversations with black women on the pursuit of their dream career. My first guest is a breath of fresh air to the Instagram world. She's extremely bubbly and I love that about her. It felt really natural to have her as my first guest because we actually work at the same broadcaster. I know her as Jess, but most of you will know her as Mrs. G. Hey, Mrs. G. Hey. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Thanks for having me on this. This is great. <laughs> it's not a problem at all. Um, yeah, I'm doing well. I think I'm, I'm used to the, the current situation that we're in at the moment. So I think I'm getting much um, I'm much more accompanied to everything, yeah. especially when it comes to work and things like that. But how, how have you been finding this year? I know, obviously, that's such a broad question. No, I know. It's, it's like, been a crazy year. I think it's been split into like different sections. So to be honest, I don't even remember what happened before lockdown even started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those months are just a blur. But I think I was working from home for like four months, not going into the office. And then I've started to like phase back in which has been hard yeah. and sometimes I feel like um you know like first world problems where lots of things, like really bad things have happened this year and I'm I'm like oh my gosh going back one day a week has been really hard and then having to do two days in a row but um yeah so I'm trying not to I know that other things are going on in the world so I'm trying not to concentrate too much on yeah yeah is that I'm feeling a little uncomfortable of course but I mean there's levels to it isn't it there's levels to the struggle sometimes like something so small can feel massive and other times it's just kind of you just get on with it yeah so tell us a bit about what you do for a living okay so I work for um a regional news broadcaster and yeah that that I'm I'm in the technical team so I'm behind the scenes behind the camera I'm the voice, um, like I do admin, but then I'm also the voice in the presenters is telling them when to speed up or slow down. And yeah, so there's loads of people in the tech team, really great team that I work with. And I just, I love the whole TV broadcasting world, really. Oh, I love that. There's a lot of us who are in situations that we might, might not want to be in, but you've got to make the most of your situation, I think. So it's really good that you get to go in to work and enjoy your job. Mm-hmm. How long is it you've been working there? I think it's been about six years. So six years working for them. It's quite a long time. It is a long time. And I've had varied roles throughout that six years. So I've not been a, a PS for six years. I started off as, as an apprentice. And then okay. was made permanent. So I was doing mm-hmm. lots of admin. I was filling the vending machine and doing the post and doing things like that. And then I think I became a PS three years in. Yeah, so I've been doing that for the last three years. So the journey is progressed a bit for you then, like your professional career. You were, you've actually been able to progress into different levels and different roles. Yeah. Do you think that was easy for you to do or was it because of the broadcaster that you work with that made it easy or do you think that any apprentice can move quite move up on the scales quite easily um so I think as an apprentice from from the history of the the apprentices even before me um we've had they've all stayed within the company so yeah it's, it's got a good history it's got a good um level of keeping people in within the company so that's been good as well so not just me people after me people before me have have stayed within the company for this profession that you do so you work as a a news broadcaster 
and coming from education is that always something that you had in mind did you go into the career that you'd planned to go into no not at all um so (laughs) never in a million years did I think I'd be working in tv broadcasting ever I remember um being younger and sitting with my mom and just not knowing what I wanted to do in life at all yeah and the thing is even when I was younger I knew I was creative but Mm. all the creative jobs was just not in my mind so I'd sit with mom and she was like okay police officer no doctor no (laughs) nurse no lawyer no so we were listing loads of jobs that that were in my head and in my mom's head but nothing was remotely creative at all Um, like I couldn't be in the medical profession because I'm just not it's too much like I'm not good with blood and stuff like that so we went through the list and I never thought I'd end up here I went to uni to do social work. So in in college, I did health and social care. Then I did social work at uni. I did about a year and a half and realised this is not for me. And then Mm -hmm. I left. And that was like a really big decision for me. That was like a turning point in my life because everyone else around me was graduating and doing so well. And I'm here leaving uni. And that was a, a really scary moment. Yeah, it can be it can be very daunting those types of decisions, especially at that age as well. It was horrible, and I was in my head. I was thinking, "What are you going to do? Because you're going to need to have a career. You're going to need to make money, and you're leaving uni." But I knew I had to leave because it just wasn't for me. Um, so yeah, so then I left, and then was in retail. I was in New Look. I was in H and M, and I think I, I was in Harvester. I was working in Harvester. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think I was at Harvester until I turned 23 and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't do this forever. Like, what is my plan? Yeah. And um, yeah, this opportunity came up for the apprenticeship. So yeah, that was yeah. I'm glad that you were able to, you know, actually have the the confidence to say, right, this isn't for me. Because a lot of people will kind of just stick yeah. it out. And you you wanted you yeah. knew that you were creative and you you wanted to go into something creative. Did you find it harder? looking for more creative jobs in Birmingham do you think is a city that offers that those type of jobs to yourself the thing is I never had that on my radar I never looked for creative jobs I never looked for creative opportunities because it just was not on my radar I did not even know certain jobs existed (laughs) so it wasn't until I worked for ITB and then I realized okay there's other things out there um yeah, it just wasn't on my radar. But I, I know that Birmingham is the kind of place where there are so many different opportunities. And I'm sure that if people really looked, they would find them. But And it's multicultural yeah. and big things happen in Birmingham. So I think Birmingham, being the second city, is a good place to find those those kind of roles. But obviously, I think number one would be to go to London. Yeah, because I think from my perspective because you had more of a positive perspective as in you you kind of you knew that you wanted the the creative career and you it, it came it came basically after eventually working hard and doing what you needed to do and I yeah. I came to Birmingham to purposefully for creative yeah, and, yeah. and also to study in something really creative and being in the media industry and I've I constantly had that battle with do I leave Birmingham and go to London or do I stay but I'm quite the the person that like wants to fight for the underdog and I want to prove a point <laughs> I'm like no I don't want to leave because 
yeah. it's second city there's no reason why I should leave yeah. there's there's got to be there is something here and it does it does annoy me a bit when a lot of people say you know there's nothing you would you have to go to to London pretty much to, yeah. to have a successful yeah. career and it, to be honest it wasn't I'm sure it wasn't as easy to find something um I had to go into a job after uni as well that wasn't something that I had studied I I went in something for a year before I come across um the broadcaster that we work with now yeah. but it, it's like you said it's definitely there and as long as you're passionate I think you'll you'll be able to find something that like you've just got to really go out there and and do the do the research really and I think it's a lot of it I didn't realize the power of social media either. Mm. I think when you're a creative and when you want to be and create things for society, like social media is a powerful place to do it. And I think that's where you can get your name out there. You can get your brand out there. You can get your, whatever it is that you create, you can get that out there and seen by so many more people outside of where you live, outside of your city. Um, So yeah, I think it's just creating something and just persevering with it and hoping that it reaches someone who can take it and see the see the worth in it, really. Yeah. yeah. And you've personally, you've taken advantage of that, really, haven't you? In the best, yeah. in the best way possible. So um, I've also uh, basically got in touch with you because somebody at work had uh, shown me your Instagram account so your home Instagram account they were like oh you know she has this Instagram account and literally I followed in I've been obsessed since <laughs> I've literally been obsessed because it's such like I, to be fair like I do follow quite a few home accounts because I'm yeah. that, that's just me I love I love being at home I love turning basically a house into a home like I rent and I try and make the place where I stay as homely as possible that's yeah. just you know it's my space I want to create a, a nice space to live in and yeah. your accountant compared to some of the other accounts that I, I follow, it's just so positive. You're so bubbly, even though you're constantly working on your house. I don't know where you're getting this energy from. Um, yeah, but it's amazing. And I think um, I was looking at your account as well. I think you've only had it for maybe a year and a half or just over a year. And you've, you've actually got such a big following. You, you're over yeah. 20,000 followers. Um. Well, again, I think, I don't know whether I'm just not living in the same world as everyone else. Instagram was just not on my radar like that. I didn't know. The things that I know now about Instagram, I did not know when I started the account. The account was literally to have all our renovation photos in one place where someone said, oh, Jess, how's the house going? I could be like, oh, just check out the Instagram. All the pictures are there. I did not know that a year and a half later or however long it's been, it would be the way it is now um, and that's when I say like it's such a it's a whole it's a whole different world and I I love the journey I love yeah. my account I love and I think it started to change when I kind of was more present on it it wasn't just my house I think the house people can you know take or leave leave or take whatever but I think when I started to be on there and just engage with people and like in, like talk to people and people will talk to me and dms and ask questions and just I think engagement really just changed the way that my account was on Instagram yeah I know a hundred percent your presence on the account definitely sets you apart from other home accounts and even like your ethic with 
you're constantly posting and even your Instagram stories you've always got an Instagram story and I'm like she's constantly posting (laughs) but I love it because you get to see the whole journey from from start to end and that's what that's what you want to see really if you're planning on doing something for your home you want to be able to see like you don't just magically click your fingers and it's all done for you like it actually takes a bit of hard work and other people have obviously recognized that your account is um is really blown up as well and obviously appreciated uh, your personality on the account um because I can see that you've actually won an award this year tell us a bit about that so I won I won two I won um oh my gosh the fab fabulous mag so the sun magazine the sun newspaper has a fab mag which is like aimed at women and I won their good influence awards so that was in the summer and then I won the Amara interior blog awards so that was like best use of instagram and both times i was a hundred percent shocked i'm not just saying that i was shocked that i won yeah i think there was a picture you posted <laughs> and literally the the look on your face is utter shock that, I had, yeah i had to post that picture because that was a real honest reflection of how i felt i think i remember the day because we all had to like log on they told us the zoom we were all in a room um and then we were told when we would come on and the thing is I had pajama bottoms and slippers on <laughs> but I had a nice top yeah. and didn't even hair didn't even do my makeup and then so I thought let me just jump on and then I had my pajama top on the sofa up like next to me ready just to go to bed afterwards so when they told me I won I was I was actually yeah I was actually in shock it's, it's nice to see that other yeah. people can actually see that the work you're doing and that it just sends like a, a really nice message, I think. And I, I love seeing that. I was so happy that you had an award. I actually voted for you as well with one of the awards. So I was really happy that you'd won that one. So I, I'm pretty much, I'm starting off this journey. I've just turned this at an age and my mindset just completely changed. Like prior to my birthday this year, I was very, um, I had certain expectations for the, the age yeah. I was going to be and I was kind of like I haven't hit those expectations there's certain things I still haven't done and yeah. kind of just feeling like I haven't achieved anything a lot of other people and especially women who I spoke to were like well feeling quite similar I do, I think there's lots of pressures there's lots of pressures and I just don't think it's us putting the pressure on I think maybe we put the pressure on ourselves but I think society puts pressure on us to achieve certain things by certain times. And I just, I don't think it's fair. I really just don't think it's fair. Um, and then it just makes you, and I, I don't think people will pursue what they really, really love because they're thinking, oh my God, I need to just do this quickly and get there before this time. And I think it can kind of yeah. ruin the journey, but I don't realise that until you're older and you're like, oh, all those years I should have just been freer and not so yeah. burdened down and enjoyed yeah, life. Feel, yeah. It, it is uh it's quite a negative thing to say but they do feel wasted some of my years feel wasted just because of the perspective I had on life and but I mean it, again yeah. it's, it, it comes with age and experience and eventually as long as you can see that the journey is different for everyone and it, it's going to happen when it happens and yeah. as long as you have that motivation and you work hard eventually things will come to you yeah yeah so that was one of the main reasons really why I wanted to create this uh, podcast and what I sort of thought to myself is right I'm going to just sort of just jot down a few things 
what is it that I've actually achieved and what was it that 16 year old me thought that I was going to achieve <laughs> so the lists were obviously very different um and it but it helped me out really because there was so much that I'd actually achieved that I'd never thought I would have done and they just weren't on my radar at all and I didn't see it as an achievement until I actually wrote it down and was like wow like I've actually done that um the fact that I, yeah. I I've moved city so I'm originally from Cardiff and I'm currently I studied in Birmingham yeah. and I stayed here and I work in Birmingham and I love it here I just wanted to get um people that are coming on this podcast if if you ever had a time of reflection ever written anything down and looked at um the perspective of your life things that you wish you have done or things that you still haven't achieved yet that you you wish um well they're pretty much on your on your list to do in the future I think if I was to look back at young Jess and say something to her, it would be, don't worry about what other people think of you. I think I spent so many years worried about what this person would think if I did this, what this person would think if I said that, and just kind of living for other people. And I think I went so much time just oh my God, that person won't be happy if I do that. Or that person wouldn't support me if I do that. Mm. Instead of just thinking, what do I want? What makes me happy? What makes me joyful? What makes me excited in the morning? What makes me want to go out and do this? And what is it? I never realized that my creativity could be something that drives me. I thought it was there, but I thought it was like on the backseat. It's something you do. It's something you have in your spare time. And I wish when I was younger, I just invested more time in my creativity, invested more time in what made, mm. made me just smile. And then I, I feel like I would have not felt that, oh, I've let people down or I've done this, or I wouldn't feel that negativity. I would have just been like, you know what? I love this. So who cares? The power of thinking of others before yourself it's crazy it's immense and it can it can really stop you from doing things that you want to do in life and I I think people underestimate the power that it has just even the the thoughts that you have to yourself and I think think out loud and have those thoughts with other people because they'll quickly turn around and tell you not to think that way you know but because you're you're so in yourself and with the thoughts and it becomes scary like you let that you you're actually stopping yourself from doing things because of the thought of other people like this is your life <laughs> you know is it, it, it's easy as it sounds yes. but it it really is a nope. deep thing and I think that's something that I've battled with massively thinking about what other people have thought and I'm, I'm just really happy now yeah. that I, I actually don't care anymore <laughs> yeah I think I've got to the same stage because growing up I, I remember even that conversation talking to my mom about careers like bless her she loves me <laughs> like really loves me but even the creativity didn't even cross her mind. Like I could do, it never crossed either of our minds. And she did her absolute best with me, trying to help me and support me. Um, she even helped me to get into the broadcaster anyway. And I think even my husband, he doesn't even like social media. So Instagram is just not something he's involved in. He just doesn't, he's very, he's like a private person. So even like in the beginning, I could have said, oh, he doesn't like it. I'm just not going to do it. But this is something yeah. that gives me so much joy. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that even though other people weren't like, oh, you're going to show your house. You're going to show inside your house. You're going to show your personal life. I'm glad that I just 
kind of just stuck to my guns with it really naturally if you're really passionate about something you're going to work hard for it and you're going to see the success come from that there's there's no one that I, I mean there's no one that can really work hard and not see not see anything that comes out of it and I know you said that it was kind of on um a whim that you would have started the Instagram account what do you think actually inspired you to say oh do you know what today I'm gonna create an account and I'm gonna upload a photo I think it was just just having all my photos in one place. I think, to be honest, I'll be honest. I, someone at work was asking me about the house. Then I was scrolling from my phone and then there were pictures of the house, but pictures of me in between or pictures of nothing like inappropriate, but there was pi- other pictures I didn't want them to see. And I'm like, oh, and I'm trying to scroll through. And I thought, mm. no, I need one place for all these pictures. So anybody that doesn't really know me like that, doesn't yeah. have to see all my personal photos in my phone because <laughs> I was having to skip over them. Um, but then I think it got to a stage where I thought, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this could be something. So it wasn't in the beginning when I thought that, but when, you know, I was starting and it wasn't even the likes because I wasn't even getting much likes on my, my house pictures. But I realised that, oh, people are DMing me and saying, oh my gosh, you're such a, you're so positive. Oh, I had a really bad week and you really... Like I look forward to your stories. Oh, I've had a really bad day and you've really helped me, you know, smile. And so when I was getting messages like that and I thought, oh my gosh, maybe I am making people smile. <laughs> yeah, that's what drove me because I thought, oh my God. And then I would have people like that are going through like really troubled times and wanting to, to, to DM me and just say, you know, I'm going through this. And I would, I'd be mess- DMing people and messaging people and just trying to be all positive and trying to, um, kind of break them out their their negative bubble mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so when I thought that, oh my gosh, I'm, I might actually be helping someone, I thought this is more than just pictures. This is more than yeah. just videos and making people laugh. This is a positive space, and I've tried to make it a non-COVID space as well. Yeah, none of that. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I've tried to not even mention it because people are going through some really tough times and I I want them when they come to my page that it's just light and carefree yeah and you don't do it in a way where it's like bad things don't exist you just do it in a way where it's like this is this is my platform this is what I want to share with you and I mean I do still think that your your platform is quite real be as real as possible because the worst thing like whenever I'm on someone else's account and I just feel like they're being a bit if I don't feel them I, I need to feel people I need to I I am I think I'm a good judge of character I need to like feel that there's some realness there's some good there some good heart there um so I wanted to be the same I didn't want people to be watching me and thinking oh she's pompous or she's yeah but do you know no. what that's props to you because it's actually really hard in this day and age to get that your personality across the let's say like the social media screen because you can you can be anyone on social media and be a completely different person in real life but I generally yeah. feel like well, well I've known I've known you from just around being in the company anyway and honestly anybody that knows you knows that that's what you're like everyone says you're so lovely and so bubbly and it is there is a power in just being able to show your personality and being able to share that with other people. And I really love that about your page is honestly one of, one of my favorite things. And I think 
yeah, you're right about showing your personality. I think people want to know the real person. I think there's a lot of Mm. false stuff out there. And I think people just are drawn to someone who's honest, who's, because I follow a couple of people who I can just tell this is them. And it's funny that even my mum was like, Jess, what I see on your Instagram is yeah. just what you are at home. My friend said it. I am like me wearing my hair bonnet out yeah. on the street. That that's me. Standard. I do that. <laughs> um, so I just and me wearing socks and sliders to the shop. Like this is what I do. Um, and I, I do. I find that I find it so refreshing because I think if I had to put on a pretense, I would not have lasted this long because it would have been exhausting. So it's yeah, I'm just I just get to and, be me. And- Amongst that positivity, obviously you must have had, it must have been things either in your career journey or just in, on your journey whilst you've had your Instagram account. Any things that have maybe um, obstructed your journey, which you found that it might be difficult to overcome, but you've overcome it. Has there been any type of obstacles either with working in the TV broadcaster or having an Instagram account? Yeah, I think I think in life, especially even in lockdown, there's a lot of things that have happened. That have been hard and difficult, but I think I'm a kind of I'm the kind of person that yeah I'll I'll cry a little bit I will I'll cry I'll have a little a little sad day I'll be like I need a little bit of attention, but I'm the kind of person that I will like okay come on we need to get up now we need to get on and I think it's just having that kind of resilience mm-hmm. it's not easy for everyone and sometimes it's not easy for me so sometimes I do need time and I think the thing with the Instagram is that it stops me wallowing as much as I probably would have it really does because I have (laughs) stories to create (laughs) and if I'm gone too long people are like okay where is she um so it does help me to be like okay you've got something to do yeah have you ever been given sort of any advice in regards to how how to overcome any hardships um I don't think anyone's given me any advice, but I think a big part of it, I would have to say, is my faith because without it, I don't know if I would be as Mm. strong as I am now. I think because I have my faith, I have something to lean on. And without that, I just, I I would feel quite alone in life, if if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I'm still a bit topsy-turvy with my faith and, you know, it is a journey and there's so much that you can have belief in, but I think as long as you have belief, um, it can get you through. And I think because my whole, what I want out of life is for God to guide my life and for me to follow that. And then because I feel like I do that and because... I feel like he's with me. I don't feel the the stress of the world. So even where when things are crazy, I do have like a sense of peace. Yeah. And I, I genuinely think that's a that's the main reason why I am why I am, like the way I am. I love this expression, black Twitter, because it's yeah. like <laughs> that, you know, everyone comes out and they, they're fully themselves and I love it. Um, and I see a lot of people that will tweet about their faith and they, they, they will just be like, you know what, it's fine. God's got me. And I do feel, I feel a little bit envious. I'd love to get to that place where you, you've got such a belief in something where you're like, you know, that it keeps you content and it keeps you at peace as well. Yeah. I, I think, I genuinely think that's what it is because I do have that piece and sometimes I'm thinking okay maybe you should be a little bit cautious or a little bit the rest of us out here (laughs) 
okay but I do have that sense and even in the most difficult of situations I do have something inside to kind of like hold on to so it does I don't I don't fall if you know what I mean like I, I, I wobble a little and it sometimes it feels a little bit oh my god but I'm I am firm and I'm I am grateful for that I really am grateful yeah. for that feeling that piece and I think yeah. depending on who you are you can definitely get to that place if it's going to be yeah. safe or something else I think once you're at that place you you're going to feel like there's you've you've got some sort of success and you you know you you're part of that journey when it comes to just journeys in in life in general I obviously wanted to to represent um black women on my podcast I yeah. one of the things I think that I struggled with in regards to the the things that I was giving myself which I thought um just the struggles that I thought that I was going to be going through or things that I thought that I needed to achieve by a certain age any of that I think yeah. a lot of that does come from the fact that I didn't see the success of black women I didn't see the success of people that look like me the only type of success that I saw to be honest was the arts industry and I'm not yeah. I'm no Beyonce so I don't know what else I'm going to be doing <laughs> Do you know I, mean? I, I only saw the success of basically black female musicians and I'm like well I don't want to yeah. do that so yeah. what what am I going to do do you do you think yeah. that or how important even I'll, I'll rephrase it how important do you think that it is to have representations of black female either in your field of work or on Instagram um creating a home account yeah I think it's very important to have representation because if I was six-year-old dress seven-year-old dress 12-year-old dress and I was able to see black women in positions of authority in positions respected positions I think it would have helped me to know that it was possible um it might not have made me decide what career to do but it would make me realize you know what oh my god and the thing is I remember one time being about 10 and I can't remember the woman's name but I saw a black um newsreader and I, I went to mom mom look mom mm-hmm. look um and I just remember the shock and the 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 happiness I felt by seeing her on there and I was like oh my god look at this, this is amazing um even then I didn't think oh going to broadcasting but there's signs there are all these signs literally all these signs I was like um but I think it's so important because it makes you feel oh my god there's a place for me here um when you just see faces that do not look like you it's kind of a lonely place because you think oh I need to stay it's not my lane I need to stay in my lane whatever my lane is but no there needs to be competent really great black people mm. in positions making decisions um I think it's important no, definitely. it's important like when like god willing me and um Mr G have ch- Mr G you know <laughs> me and Erin have children <laughs> I'm so used to saying Mr G um I would want them to be able to look up and see people that look like them um achieving great things yeah yeah because and as you said, you you saw something on TV, and uh, do you know what? I still see black people on TV now, and I'm like, oh, they play, they they got them on TV. Yeah, okay, that's what we're doing now. You know, um, especially after the, the year we've had as well, um, you're yeah. seeing more of it. But I'm 
but you know you can only yeah. you can only applaud it and it, it's a bit sad because you wish that it would have happened sooner but this is the journey yeah. that we're on now and I, I just hope that yeah. we'll be able to continue it needs to be normalized it still doesn't feel normal to me because I recognize it and there was something recently it was the the sort of Sainsbury's advert drama oh gosh so, that drama and and somebody had said like oh I didn't you know it didn't bother me I just watched the advert and I, I it didn't come to my head nothing no thoughts come yeah. into my head but I said well to be honest it did I did clock straight away and th- this is why the, there was a reaction because it's not unnoticeable it is noticeable because it's not something that we see all the time I think me as a black woman when I saw that advert I was like <gasps> mm. And it shouldn't be that yeah. way. And the thing is, even though I was elated, I was like, oh my God, look, they're all black. They're cooking. Yeah. He's got gravy. Um, <laughs> even with all of that, I shouldn't be shocked. I shouldn't be shocked to see. It should just be normal. It should just be like, oh, there's an advert. It shouldn't be, oh my God, there's black people on an advert. I can't believe in 2020, it's a shock. Um, and it shouldn't be a shock to see an Asian family on there cooking or doing whatever mm. in their homes it's just, there are so many people in this country and they all and should needs be, represented. be represented exactly yeah and yeah. and speaking of brands and what they've been doing this year and obviously a lot of uh companies and even where we work they definitely make an effort um in regards to getting ethnic minorities into positions of power and just making sure that they are represented throughout the company. You're, I've noticed yeah. on your Instagram account now, you've started working with brands. Um, did, did anyone approach you throughout this year in, you know, specifically in regards to um, what's been going on with Black Lives Matter and doing any specific campaigns like that? No, I don't think anyone specifically said, um, we want to like work with you because of this. I did have one... There was a TV production company and they approached me about a TV show that they were hoping to have. And they were blatant and said, we need more <laughs> black people. We need like, we, we're looking for a black woman for this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the only person that was blatant with their intentions. Um, but I think when, when, you know, the whole thing happened in summer with George Floyd I think after that, there was a whole movement of home accounts, like content creators who were black women, mm-hmm. black men as well, who were who originally had been hiding their face from um, being seen on their account. And then it was like they were all encouraged to come out and be like, this is me. I own this yeah. account. I think before there were a lot who were frightened of being unfollowed, brands not working with them. Um and I think a lot of that changed in the summer. So it's nice now where people have been feeling more confident with themselves and said, this is, you know, only not like, this is my account. This is me. Take it or leave it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. this is the direction we're going in now. So fully take advantage of it. And you're, what you yeah. look like should not have any effect on how many followers you receive no. at all. Sadly, it can mean that sometimes, but I think yeah. uh, to use it, use it your advantage when you can as well. Like, I mean... And get the value for for your work. Yeah. Um, so you have been working with brands. So when did that start? Because obviously, like you said, when you first uh, started posting pictures on your Instagram, you're only getting a couple of likes here and there. Um, you're now over twenty thousand followers. So when when is it? When did it 
pick up and when do you think that um people started wanting to work with you well in the beginning when I that sounded like the start of the bible in the beginning um, when I first started the account I think I can't maybe I was about 3,000 followers and I did a giveaway and then after that people thought because my um, that's when I started to have pretty photos. I tried to my, my photos. To, I've tried to have my photos look really pretty. People wanted to send me candles, so candles, wax melts. <laughs> so they wanted to send me them, and then for me to post about them. And when I say, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I did not realize what this Instagram world was all about. I've got a, I've got a couple of friends on Instagram who we discuss this whole thing with. Some have been charging brands since they were at a, um, a thousand followers. Like, and I think the whole view of me and my account changed. I realized that I've worked really hard and brands who, and, and influencers and home accounts and content creators who really put in effort to make their pages grow, to make their pages engaging, to create content that's shareable, um, likable, that people want to comment on, that people want to share. When they post something, that's advertisement for the mm. brand. And I think it's knowing your worth, knowing what you bring to the table, appreciating yourself and the effort it takes to create content and hopefully having brands understand that and accept that. And I think, so when I hit 10,000 followers, that's when you can swipe up on Instagram to people's websites. Um, and I don't know if people know about this, but there are so many apps out there where you can find campaigns. I never knew that. So, yeah. Yes, I did not know. I'm telling you, I didn't know. Maybe about two months ago, I found out. So I was way past 10,000 10, yeah. followers. And there are, um, Yeah, there are apps out there. There are websites out there that link influencers with brands um some can start from a thousand followers so campaigns for like a thousand followers but then they go up to like people with fifty thousand followers mm-hmm. and a hundred thousand followers um a lot and when i i remember the first time i was asked what my fee was mm, don't say it. that was because <laughs> you wanted like, to say a million pounds please <laughs> and then i was like i was speaking to my husband i was like what is my fee and i was speaking to my instagram friends what's my fee i had no idea what my fee was going to be um and then I had another Instagram friend who was like, bump up your fee, your fees are too low. Da, da, da. And I, I was so scared yeah. to be like, oh, I want this, this, you know yeah. what I mean? Or this is me. Um, so there's lots of things I've learned. I've learned about campaigns. I've learned about media. I don't know if it's a media kit or a media pack where people, you write down what your account's about or your insights, like your audience, your reach, your engagement rate. Um, and then brands you've worked with and then you send that on when somebody wants to work with you you send that on and say these are my prices these are my these are my stats and crazy world it's a crazy world it's a crazy I think it's funny that you said as well that your friends are telling you you know bump up your stats bump up your stats because I think as women as well it's something we don't like asking for things I I've been like that in the past a lot and where is it when I was speaking to somebody before I don't know whether it's an interview or anything like that but Ah, right. It, it was something in work. I was listening to, uh, we had like a, a lecture in work and there was a writer. I can't remember her name now, but I do follow her on Instagram. And she was saying how um, 
men constantly apply for jobs that they're underqualified for and I and I had asked the questions to say you know how how am I um, approaching these job positions it's something that I really want to do but I feel unqualified and she was literally like you don't understand how much men will just will just apply for it but as women we think about it so much and think you know even though we have the potential we know that we're going to work really hard and we'll prove all of that but because it felt underqualified like we're not going to go for it and we miss out on opportunities because of that yeah. I I 100% think that's true um although I've not applied for jobs in the last six years even with Instagram I think that's true for that mm-hmm. because sometimes I've just been like I don't really need it let me just ask for this mm-hmm. much I've been nervous to like ask for it. And when they come back and say, yeah, that's fine. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you could came back really. <laughs> no, actually, I meant double yeah. that. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I think. And the thing is, you don't know what they're thinking. And I think that's also, but I, yeah, I think women think too much. And I think sometimes we just need to go, go with our gut sometimes. Yeah, 100%, honestly. That, that is something you that... Just, yeah, I'll go that job yeah. and get it. <laughs> um, That's definitely something I need to apply to my life more. 100%. I'm the biggest overthinker just, ever. Yeah, just aim, aim higher than what you currently think. Because I bet there's a lot of people who took a risk. And what do you lose? If you're literally putting in a CV, if you're literally putting in... Just send an email. What have you got to lose? That's yeah. what that's what I'm trying. Yeah, you you either end up better off or exactly where you were anyway. So yeah, there, there is no issues, is it? And I don't know why people feel cheeky. I don't think you should feel cheeky for doing it. I think you should just feel like yeah, I can do yeah, it. go for it. And so it sounds like you you've had a pretty positive experience when it comes to working with brands. Is, is, would you say that's the case? Yeah, I've, sometimes sometimes I've had people who. And I think that's where my mindset has had to change because when I first started it, I was really happy when someone would gift me something. But at what I do, because I know that I put in so much effort to create content for people, then I think it should be rewarded with whatever fee I present them with because it is going to get to people. Um, it is going to be seen by people. It is advertising. It is a job at the end of the day. Um so yeah, I think, I've, yeah, I'm learning. I'm really yeah. learning as I get along. And do you think specifically just talking about the uh, DIY community and home community? Because I noticed as well, you're also part of a, another account, um, which is specifically DIY. And because that's, that, that's what you do mostly in your home. You, you pretty much, I've never seen somebody, you take a video of somebody coming into your house and doing any, any part of your home design. It's always been you. So you're very big on DIY. Do you, do you think there is many black women out there doing either home interior or DIY projects? Do you see that representation in the home community? Yeah, and I love it. I love it. There's women with power tools out there. <laughs> and I think before lockdown, the only power tool I had used was a, was a drill. I think since then, I've really bumped up what tools I use. Circular saw, jigsaw, rep saw might saw I'm just trying to really improve the DIY and there were so many women so yeah my other account is female DIY collective which I do with my friend Jasmine we've never met we started this at the start of lockdown literally never met each other but um 
yeah, it's just grown from them. We share accounts from DIY projects from around the world. And there's women from the UK to America to South Africa. Um, yeah, and I think it's just amazing to see women taking on projects, doing stuff themselves, especially because in lockdown, you couldn't really have people over. So you had to kind of do, do yeah. stuff yourself. And, and I think a lot of people took that opportunity to do DIY and... I love the community that we've got right now. I love I love that feeling when you've created a little DIY project and you're like, I did that. And it's like sat in your house and yeah. you're like, look at it, it's so pretty. I did that. Yeah. It's really cool. I love that whole feeling. I do. And you've obviously, you're, you're at a point in your career now, you've worked six years in the TV broadcasting. Um, you're about a year and a half, maybe over that of your home account. Have you set any sort of, ideas for the future and which direction that you want to go or you kind of just going with the flow I think I'm going with the flow but I do have things in mind so in terms of work there are more skills that I want to learn um so luckily I've got a great line manager who's helping me to kind of progress and learn more skills in the technical side and in terms of Instagram just I just want it to I just want it to grow I just want to I just want it to grow and I just love what I do with it. I just love it. So I want to kind of engage with more people. Um, I just love where it's going. I love being able to share the home. And people say all the time, what are you going to do when your house is finished? <laughs> and then I keep saying to my husband, let's buy another one. Yeah. Even though we ain't got the money for another one, but we'll try. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the opportunities yeah. are honestly endless. I, I'm, I'm actually really excited to see where you're going to go when yeah. you do end up finishing your house I mean the, people say that their their home is never finished because there's constantly things that you can be doing to it and there's <laughs> constant upgrades but definitely really excited to see where you're going to go with it and um, I mm. haven't really spoke about where what the Instagram account is called and where you can find you so if you just go over again those two Instagram accounts you have at the moment what are they called and is there anywhere else we can find you as well so my personal Instagram is grizzle, G-R-I-Z-Z-L-E underscore abode. So that's me. I've also got a blog, which I really need to update, um, <laughs> grizzleabode.co.uk. And Female DIY Collective is our DIY account as well. So follow those and see more. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jess, for being a part of PS We Got This. It's been really amazing getting to know you and listening. And I hope that the listeners have felt really inspired as well. No, it's been great. Thank you so much for having me. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not give us a follow on Instagram at ps.wegotthis to keep up to date with new episodes.